Welcome to Introverts Own Your Voice. I'm Tom Marcoux. And I'm Johanna McLeod. Today's episode focuses on convince investors to fund you. Master the three critical factors of pitch, network, and follow-up. The big idea here is that there are people who are training, they're studying, they take a workshop on pitching, but they don't know how to do the networking part. They don't know how to talk with the investors after the pitch. If someone comes up to you and says, well, you know, I'm an investor and I'd like to know more about what you're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The other thing is they don't know how to follow up. But the truth is, is that the idea is not always king or queen. It's whether you are trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You see, basically, an investor says, yes, I want to go on this adventure with you. Now, the problem about adventure is that somewhere along the line, you can get hit and bleed. Mm -hmm. The investor is saying, can I trust you to lead? Mm. Now, the thing that we're going to build this, this idea of how to convince investors to fund you is on two major ideas. One is be heard and be trusted. Mm -hmm. This is so important to me that in a little while from now, it's going to be the 20th anniversary of my book, Be Heard and Be Trusted. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. The second big point is that investors all along the way are testing you. And they should Mm -hmm. because they want to know, can you succeed? Mm -hmm. They want to know, are you trustworthy? They even want to know, are you stable? (laughs) So here are some things. So I serve as a pitch judge. After I have served as a pitch judge, then people doing startup companies come up to me and they want to talk to me and they, they want to learn something. Mm-hmm. But they, what they really want is they want me to connect them to someone I know mm. so that someone I know would invest in their project. Mm-hmm. So I take them seriously. I have a question to start us off. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing that an introvert could do to just screw up the whole thing? Not rehearse Mm. is the huge thing. Now, you have to know what to rehearse, and Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to cover in this conversation. Now, in October 2018, I have a workshop in Silicon Valley called Convince Investors to Fund You, Master the Three Critical Factors of Pitch, Network, and Follow-Up. And during that workshop, people will rehearse. Mm -hmm. They'll actually practice, but they're Mm -hmm. going to need to practice how to respond to certain questions. Now, before I get into those questions, what I want to do is share with you a real-life situation to show you that if you're not adept at follow-up and networking, you're not going to win. Mm -hmm. And so here's what happened. I'm raising money from one of my first major projects. Mm -hmm. I get invited to attend a screening of a feature film. This was a film made with independent funding, not from a studio. Mm -hmm. So there was an opportunity for me to be very observant. I know these folks are the investors. I should talk with them. I should at least get my brochure into their hand. Oh, that'll be great. Because once they see that, they'll go, oh, what a great idea. Here's my money. (laughs) That's not how it works. I went to every one of them and I talked to every one of them and I gave every one of them brochures. I feel really good. I get befuddled because a number of these people would not give me their business card. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, just call my office or something like that. They, mm-hmm. they were really standoffish. We should teach me something. Mm-hmm. They were there to celebrate that they had participated in getting this other film made. They weren't mm-hmm. there to be pressed upon, mm-hmm. to have someone impose upon them. Mm-hmm. I was not making relationships 
Now, I was in my 20s when I was doing this, so give me a chance here to understand. Never. Okay. <laughs> no, but give me a chance to understand that there were things I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, next day, I get a phone call from my own kind of mentor mm -hmm. who was teaching me how to do the production budget for making this film. Wasn't teaching me how to talk to people. Wasn't teaching me how to develop rapport or network or anything. Mm -hmm. This guy was only teaching me how to develop a budget because if you have no budget, how can you raise money because you don't know what money you need? Yes. So he called me, he says, I really need to talk to you this afternoon. Can you come over? And so I went over. I, to this day, I remember being in his kitchen, sitting at his kitchen table and he reaches into his pockets and every single brochure that I gave out, he puts on that table, one after another after another. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to melt into his flooring and just die so I don't have to think about how embarrassed I feel. And he said, you will write an apology letter to my business partner. Mm -hmm. See, he was a co-producer on that film. Mm -hmm. This was awful. But it's interesting that one of my first books was called Be Heard and Be Trusted because I had to learn how to develop relationships. This is a crucial part. You were asking that question about what can an introvert do to cause trouble? Mm -hmm. You do not in networking events run over your potential investor. Mm -hmm. And don't be deluded that just by telling them the idea, they're gonna go, oh, great, here's my checkbook. <laughs> no, what you need to do is you need to start right away and develop a relationship based on being heard and being trusted. The network element, you might pitch and then people might come towards you or you might go to a networking event and you just might meet investors without having pitched them. Mm -hmm. But don't think that, oh my God, I've got this person in front of me. I must hit them with my full pitch. Mm -hmm. That can be very annoying. It is a bad idea. And it is something that often really doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you start to talk with them as a person. You connect with them. Now, if you discover, if they actually say that, you know, I'm an investor and I'm looking at things. Oh, is there anything in particular you're looking at a, a potential candidate for something you might invest in? Mm -hmm. You ask them questions. You mm -hmm. let them talk about it. Mm -hmm. You could even say, how did you get into investing? And they might go into, well, you know, originally I was an entrepreneur and I started a company. And I thought once I have a fantastically successful company, I'm going to start investing, be an angel investor in other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, just keep the cycle going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? Well, tell me about your first company and, and what got you excited about that? You see, it's all about building that rapport. Now, here's the thing. I want to go back to the questions that we kind of hinted at near the beginning of our conversation. Mm -hmm. These are the questions that, at least on the subconscious level, the investors have about you. Now, they include things like, are you stable? Do you have emotional intelligence? What I demonstrated as a person, an entrepreneur in my 20s, mm -hmm. is I did not have emotional intelligence. I didn't have relational skills to develop a relationship with someone I just met before I try to pitch something or sell something to them. What I've learned, I wrote about this in a book called Relax, You Don't Have to Sell, which was used as a textbook for MBA students. Mm. The idea is that what I teach is something called, and I've learned this from my own mentors, enrolling. Mm -hmm. You enroll somebody, you invite them into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So the difference between traditional sales, which is what I did as an accident, as a 20-something, person with my first project is traditional selling. Selling is imposition. Mm -hmm. Enrolling is invitation. Mm -hmm. You invite the person mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. to your world, but they're interested in hearing you 
if you listen to them first. Yes. And you listen to them first by asking them questions. But I want to go back. I certainly want to make sure that our audience for this broadcast knows these details. Mm -hmm. The investor wants to know, I call these the five C's. They need to know that you're confident, competent, conflict skilled, mm -hmm. connection building, and coachable. Mm -hmm. You see, because those people who invest in you, they like to invest in people that sometimes, oh, you, you look like someone who was a young me mm -hmm. when I first started. And I could save you from so many big mistakes. You need to come across as coachable. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we don't even have a conversation if, if you don't come across as competent mm -hmm. or confident. Now, where would you put maturity into all this? Because some of that can be just that you were not mature enough to understand what was going on. All of this is showing that you are a mature business person. Mm -hmm. A mature business person is confident, competent, conflict-skilled, connection-building, and coachable. Mm -hmm. That's a mature person. There are some CEOs who flame out, burn up, because they're not coachable. And they're not connection building. They make decisions and then ultimately the board of directors fires them. Mm -hmm. Because they're not building connections with the board of directors. They're not building connections with their team members. Mm -hmm. And that is a form of CEO suicide in terms of being good. Now, here's the thing. I, I want to tell you what I say when I'm talking with someone who's coming to me and saying, well, you know, I want to know more. I'm, I have a startup. I have a good idea. So I ask these questions, how much money do you need? Majority of the time, they choke on that question. Mm -hmm. They need to know multiple levels. So for $200,000, we can get this, this, and this done. For a half a million, if we do a round of funding for a half a million, we can get one, two, three done and ABC mm -hmm. also done. Mm -hmm. Next questions that I ask, what have you finished? Mm. Next thing I need to know is, have you and your co-founders had a big disagreement yet. Mm -hmm. And how did that go? Something that I want to point out too is that before you start working with somebody, you should ask around, would you work with that person again if you had the chance? Ah, that's very, very good. I, that's a very powerful question. They have to have their references lined up mm -hmm. so that an investor or someone who's doing the initial vetting of the person can ask that question. Mm -hmm. Would you work with this person again? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, though. When a couple co-founders say, oh, no, we get along great, wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm just going, well, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also saying that you haven't hit something. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the experience yet. Mm -hmm. Because there are people who are good as friends, but they should not be co-founders. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was talking with one of my colleagues, one of my friends here in Silicon Valley, and what is one of the number one things that knocked down a startup company? It's called co-founder conflict. Mm. You see, so until you've had an argument with your co-founder, I don't know if your team there is going to survive. So you need to be conflict skilled. Mm -hmm. Someone who knows how to work with conflict, they know when to say, I'll walk towards you. Mm -hmm. So that you'll work with them, that you will walk toward them. But also they need to know when to hold their ground. Mm. Now, I've worked with some folks and I've had to fire people. Mm -hmm. See, and that's another thing you might ask. Have you ever had to fire someone? I've actually had to fire two friends. That's why I'm really careful 
before I hire a friend mm -hmm. because I know what can go wrong. Mm -hmm. What are the three biggest things that you can do to make a success? With the pitch network and follow-up, right? Yes, with the pitch. For the pitch, I will just briefly mention the things that I actually, when I do pitch judging, I tell them I'm looking for this. I'm looking for the big idea. So I call this B-E-C-C. -C. Big idea, engage with story, credible, compelling. So you get that together with your pitch and mm -hmm. you can carry that through your networking. You can carry that through. For example, what you, we really need to know when you're coachable is that there's some part of the whole picture in which the entrepreneur has a gap mm -hmm. and you're covering the gaps. Mm -hmm. No human being can do the whole thing by themselves. So they need to be able to cover those gaps. Mm -hmm. So that's part of that credible part and the coachable part. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I want to share. Mm -hmm. that element for the pitch for the networking networking is very much about developing a rapport a connection a comfort and one of the ways you get people to like you is they'll do a lot of listening more listening than talking mm -hmm. and that helps you develop this rapport and so the person will like you so we need to know you like you trust you mm -hmm. i'll say that again we need to know you like you trust you if we're going to invest in what you're doing now ross perot made millions of dollars when he invested in Steve Jobs's company called Next. And by the way, Jobs said, Apple, you want me to come back? You're buying my company next. Mm -hmm. So that's how Ross Perot made a whole lot of money when that happened. But Ross Perot was asked about this and he said, well, you know, I'm not really sure what Steve's doing, but I'm investing in Steve mm -hmm. Jobs. Mm -hmm. I think you make a very good point that it's not the project that you're investing in, it's the person you're investing in. And I want to use this example. Recently, I was talking to some folks. When you go into the marketplace, like for example, FedEx, the original paper that got a C, by the way, for FedEx, was about something completely different. It was not about having mm -hmm. you know, overnight delivery. It wasn't about that. It was actually about dealing with percentages and credit cards and having... Uh, some things go on in the plane, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. It was completely a different idea. So once something gets into the marketplace, you find out, is this viable? Mm -hmm. An effective thing was there was a company, they decided we're going to do eight projects. We don't know which one is going to survive in the marketplace. We're going to do eight projects. They were very lucky. Number two project was Thighmaster that came in at $100 million oh, wow. net income. $100 million. That was their second project, but they were ready to go through eight projects. The other thing I'd like to say, and this is the way I describe it, you decide, okay, I'm going to sell ice cream and people are going to eat it with these spoons. And you think, okay, people are going to love this ice cream. And then people say, yeah, the ice cream's okay, but those spoons, love those spoons. They're fantastic. And then suddenly you do a pivot. Mm -hmm. What's great about small startup companies is you can do, if you're a good leader, you can do a good pivot and a shift mm -hmm. really quickly. We're going to start selling these super special spoons right away. And then maybe we'll branch out. Mm -hmm. But we're going to go someplace that the audience, the marketplace wants. I also just wanted to ask one more question. Mm -hmm. When do you ask for the person to invest? You ask when it's natural for this to happen. Mm -hmm. Meaning that they've had time to know you, like you, trust you. Then it becomes very simple. The thing that I learned from one of my mentors is that all kinds of things like proposals or whatever, that should be a confirmation of what you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. 
you know when to ask for the investment when they know what they need to know about you and the offering and the project. Then it's just a matter of continuing. Mm -hmm. You can even say, well, it really looks like based on everything that we talked about that you, you want to be involved in this. Mm -hmm. So I have the paperwork right here and you can just okay it and we'll just move forward. That's how that works really well. So, Joanna, what do you feel you'll be taking forward from our conversation? I think the biggest thing is that the investor doesn't invest in your project or idea. They're investing in you and your capabilities. We'd like to share that we have an online class called the Introvert's Formula to Get Clients. The next class with some space still available is in January 2019. So if you want to pre-enroll, you can go to getthebigyes.com and click on the contact and send us a message. Once again, that's getthebigyes.com. We're glad that you heard this broadcast and we invite you to click to subscribe. And then you'll be supporting me and Joanna and our message. And so now remember, introverts can show their best self with strategy. I'm Johanna McLeod. I'm Tom Marcuth. Thank you. Be well. Bye.